0: This podcast is brought to you by RMA, the Risk Management Association. RMA's sole purpose is to advance the use of sound risk management principles in the financial services industry. Learn more at rmahq.org. Hi, my name is Dev Streishek, and I'm here to talk for a few minutes about something called critical thinking and cognitive bias. Uh, Cognitive bias is essentially things that get in the way of clear thinking, and because of the importance of critical thinking in making credit decisions, and, in fact, in making any decisions, it's worthwhile for us to think about what might get in the way. So our brains are hardwired uh, to uh, sometimes encourage these cognitive biases, these things that get in the way of clear thinking. And what they do is they cause us to, among other things, misunderstand the past, misconstrue the present, and unfortunately badly foresee the future. So to make the matter even more interesting, the Atlantic Monthly featured a story a few months ago written by Benya Goda, a, co- a frequent contributor, who said there are lots of cognitive biases. If you go on Wiki, uh, Wikipedia, you'll find over 185. Everything from the Ikea effect, where people put a disproportionate value on partially assembled furniture compared to assembled furniture, to the gambler fallacy, where we flip a coin five times in a row and get heads and we're absolutely convinced that tails is going to happen anytime soon when in fact these are individual, mutually exclusive events and the odds of getting uh, tails is still 50-50 and the odds of getting heads are still 50-50. This is one reason why casinos make a lot of money, but if we concentrate on the workplace where most of us have to deal with these issues day to day, there are six of them that are worth talking about. The first one that comes up is something called the halo effect. I'll refer to it as first impressions. We have a tendency to take our first impression particularly if it's something we're looking for uh, and go with it. And so uh, when you have an interview and the person sitting in front of you looks like what you think they ought to look like regardless of their skills or capabilities we tend to give them the edge. And one of the problems of this, uh, one of the peculiarities is is as you look at new books that come out, when you flip over the backside and look at the authors, the men are always dressed in a similar pattern, pipe in hand, sweater, uh, the uh, the, uh, sports jacket, herringbone. Women are dressed in a kind of conservative cut. And this is what we've come to expect authors to look like. But does that really make any difference? So we need to be careful of our first impressions and make sure that we don't jump the gun and go with somebody on our quote-unquote gut feeling. The second one that we run into is this so-called framing effect, and what this does is it takes into account our tendency to favor, uh, uh, if you will, favor uh, gain over loss. And so this is why we buy 90% fat-free yogurt, but we wouldn't touch a 10% fat yogurt, even though they are the same. We are excited about a 70% graduation rate in a local high school, but aren't we thinking about or aren't we forgetting about the 30% who didn't? And then there is the availability bias, and the availability bias really hits on uh, something near and dear to our hearts, that the media gets excited about rather rare and uh, exciting events. So, for example, recent volcanic eruptions on on the islands in Hawaii, in fact, they are not very common, they're actually very, very rare. And every time there's an airline crash, we suddenly get worried that there are uh, planes falling out of the sky when, in fact, airline travel is the safest mode of transportation. And then there is the hindsight bias. And this is what we might sometimes refer to as the Monday morning quarterback Effect. We we remember the things that make it clear that we knew all along it was going to happen and forget about the other data that would have said we didn't really know what was going on. This Cassandra effect that nobody pays attention to us but we are always right tends to drive us uh, toward an egocentric opinion that we are infallible when in fact we are not. Then there's the planning fallacy and there are great military blunders that have occurred because of it. When you consider how quickly Napoleon overran all of his opponents during the Napoleonic Wars and then drove himself into Russia only to be defeated, followed 140 years later by Adolf Hitler who tried the same thing, greatly overestimating the ability of his armies to defeat the Russians. And then finally the sunk cost fallacy which is probably the one that we all have to deal with, that we've spent so much money on a project, we're so close to getting there, that we suddenly forget that there really should be a cost-benefit analysis. That is, it really worth spending another million dollars on a project that will never will never return to us what we've put into it. So I offer all of these uh, uh, as something we need to think about and watch out for as we make decisions. We really are uh, driven uh, by uh, driven by these uh, these uh, fallacies, and we need to be careful of them so that we make objective, logical, valid decisions. So that's it, and if you're interested in more detail on them, uh, in the March issue of the RMA Journal you'll find an article that I wrote on this very topic if you're looking for more detail. And in addition, RMA is uh, developed and will be uh, showing uh, uh, for uh, for people who are interested an opportunity to take a course in critical thinking. That's it, and thank you very much.